Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club Podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. Because I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Hello, friend, and hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is a drinking comedy variety talk show where I talk to friends, comedians, and various guests about life while having a couple drinks. Or many drinks, or no drinks. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody, and Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2020. I hope everyone had a great holiday and a great New Year's Eve. I actually had a really fun New Year's Eve. Didn't cry once, and that is a breakthrough for me. Spent a fuck ton of money, um, way too much, but had a lot of fun with some good friends downtown and magically didn't have to wait two hours for a cab. So I lucked out big time. I know like everyone's doing the whole, you know, inspirational, look at what I've done this past decade and um, how great 2019 was, but I'm going to just keep looking ahead. I don't think I did anything overly groundbreaking other than start this podcast, to be quite honest with you. This podcast is definitely what I am most proud of. So if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for listening. If you are a brand new listener, thank you for checking it out. I hope you like it and I hope you stick around. Okay, you guys. So this week's episode is going to be a two-part episode. This was actually recorded quite a while ago before Christmas. So there's some Christmas talk at the beginning of this episode, but just, you know... Go through the paces with that because it was before Christmas. So we do talk a bit about the season and the holiday, but I'm bearing the lead here. This week's guest is third time solo returning guest, Andrew Vaughn. You've heard him here before. He's done a lot of intoxicated episodes, but he's one of my good friends, someone I can always rely on to come on the show and just shoot the shit about whatever. And we had a lot of fun with this one. This was almost three hours of recording, but don't worry. I've cut it up so it's a little more digestible for you. Uh, Part one is a lot of focus on comedy. So if you are a comedian at any level, you're going to really like this one. Um, Andrew has been doing comedy for 10 years. So he knows his stuff. 
and I'm not going to let him say otherwise. He knows his stuff. He's learned some lessons along the way. He has a lot of insight into the industry. So this episode is very heavy in the good, the bad, and the ugly of comedy. And like I said, if you're if you're a comedian, you're really going to freaking enjoy this. This was a great conversation. And then the second part of this episode is actually really, really funny. So we have this idea of kind of going over woman products with him, kind of teaching him about womanhood, um, slash secretly, I just want to horrify him. So that will be part two. That one's a lot of fun. That one is a little more visual. So what I'm going to say is like, I'd recommend watching the YouTube version of that episode. You can still listen to the audio for sure, but there are more visual components with part two. So just a tip on that subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's great. I do video versions of episodes when I can. Sometimes I don't. Um, for the last episode, I didn't. It was just too much work. I just didn't didn't want to, to be completely honest with you. Um, cutting up the clips for the audio of the best of 2019 was enough work as it was. With the YouTube videos, they are normally available the weekend after the Friday that I upload the audio. Uh, that's just me not having my shit together, to be completely real with you. Um, going into 2020, I'm going to make a point to do all that editing ahead of time and have both versions ready to go on Fridays. Um, You can only do so much when you're a depressed piece of shit like me. So yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna aim for the best in 2020 people. I'm gonna try my best. But please check out the YouTube channel and subscribe and um, ring the bell for notifications so you get notified when I upload a new video. But yeah, it was great having Andrew on. Um, Again, he's one of my good friends. We have a lot of really good talks about life. We're the type of friends that can just be totally goofy or get super serious and deep. And I like that about our friendship. And I like that about this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And if you enjoy Andrew Vaughn, please follow him on Instagram at avcomedy24. I will link below to that and check out Boys Club Comedy Podcast. Like I've said before, you hear their ad every week on the show. They are like the cousin podcast to Intoxicated. I've been on twice. It's a lot of fun. And I think if if you're someone who's into the comedy aspect of things, and if you just like people who shoot the shit and talk about trending topics and what's on Netflix and stuff like that, you will like Boys Club. So go subscribe to Boys Club Comedy Podcast. And of course, if you're digging Intoxicated, you can do a couple things. You can leave an Apple Podcasts rating or review. That always helps the show out. You can check out Patreon. That is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. But the very best thing you can do is share the podcast and tell a friend. So if you're listening right now, if you're a consistent listener and you hear my voice right this second, share that you're listening. That would be amazing. And tag Intoxicated Podcast. So we are on social media at Intoxicated Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. And you can email any questions, comments, or feedback to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And um, one little thing here, um, one request um, that's not podcast related, but it is related to my Christmas break where I experienced the series finale of probably what is now my favorite TV show of all time, Mr. Robot. Um, This show, you guys, I'm not officially on their promotional street team, but I truly consider myself to be part of the Mr. Robot Street team. I'm trying to spread the word about this amazing show. This show is like totally changed the fabric of who I am. And I know that sounds 
insanely dramatic. Um, <laughs> but it has been the most emotional experience that I've ever had watching a television series. It's so incredibly well done. If you are looking for a show to watch, um, it is now done. It is now over. You can binge the whole thing. It's four seasons. If you do have Amazon Prime, it is available on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend this show. I know this is a weird thing to say in my intro, but if you do follow my personal social media, you know I'm always talking about Mr. Robot, always raving about it, always posting about it, because I will never forget what this show has done for me. Um... So really, truly, I can't recommend this show more. I know that I've already converted a couple of friends and they're really enjoying it. And nothing makes me happier than seeing Instagram DMs being like, I'm watching Mr. Robot. You were right. It's so amazing. There, I'll, I'll say it and I'll be done with it. Watch Mr. Robot. Holy fuck. It's such a good show. The series finale, um, I'm still thinking about it. I haven't stopped thinking about it. And it it premiered on like the Sunday before Christmas. So I'm still processing how amazing that finale was. Watch Mr. Robot. Woof! So that's about it, you guys. Happy 2020 and enjoy this episode with Andrew Vaughn. Guys, we're on the Intoxicated Podcast, by the way. Just getting right into it mm-hmm. with, um, I don't know how many episodes you've done. Andrew Vaughn is here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, if we count crossover episodes or anything like that. But I guess third time solo guest. Probably. Yeah, I think Andrew third Vaughn. time solo mm-hmm. guest. So, yeah. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Well, oh, that's to say the other two were. No. Tr- no. <laughs> just it's always great having yeah, you on. Thanks thank for coming you on, oh, buddy. Thanks for having me on. I had nothing better to do. <laughs> And me, I'm like, I just need episodes. That just found so. this sounded shitty towards you, but I didn't mean it to be shitty towards you. I just meant it to be an overall, no, you're, like, uh, like a view of what's going on. You're being truthful. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. I was watching Out of Sight and waiting to come here. So Out of mm-hmm. Sight. Yeah, it's a fucking great movie. What? It's from the '90s. It's um, George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, and uh, George Clooney is like a bank robber and he's in jail and he escapes and when he's escaping prison Jennifer Lopez is a US Marshal and she he ends up like getting her in the trunk of the car and they kind of fall in love in like a few seconds that they're in the back of the car I think I've heard of it's this an amazing maybe, maybe it's an amazing I've seen movie. it everyone everyone's like fucking Jennifer Lopez uh, like but first yeah. off Jennifer Lopez has done some good movies Geely sucked yes but she is a good actress yeah and it's just it's a it's an Elmore it's based off an Elmore Leonard book which is I I've never read any of his books but I love all his movie adaptations and stuff mm. so like Get Shorty um, I would just watch Kill Shot which uh, is by him uh, the TV show Justified is based off of like he's just he writes really good crime uh-huh. n- like novels right oh, uh, okay. the Rum Diary with Johnny Depp is another one of his like. Oh. And so he he just has really good twists and turns in, mm. in like a, and funny most of the time funny dialogue snappy dialogue good oh. characters and so anyway it's a great movie a lot of people dismiss it because Jennifer Lopez is in it, no she's it's, great it's fucking it's a great movie yeah um Hustlers so yeah good. I want to see that actually so, I heard it was really good like that's so another good. thing I'm not gonna dismiss Hustlers just because fucking yeah but, hey, it's Jennifer Lopez or it's like a stripper mo- like I saw Magic Mike in theaters yeah yeah great but, so but you fun. know why I saw Magic Mike because the same guy who directed Out of Sight was one of my favorite directors directed Magic Mike uh, 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 Steven Soderbergh oh okay yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah, just yeah. Uh, he did the Ocean's Eleven movies and all those things like that like he's just a great filmmaker right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. people shouldn't dismiss mm. 
things on just on like their first impressions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. just watching that. And then see, I don't. Um, I haven't been watching a lot. Yeah. Lately, I really want to. I think winter's coming though, so I think it's going to happen. Because yeah. I hate winter. Makes me not want to leave the house. Did we, we watched at all. me and Richard watched Aliens, the second one last night, which I hadn't seen since I was a kid. Um, like it's the sequel to Alien. Yeah. Um, and I like that. And then we watched Gremlins. Uh, oh, fun. Which halfway through, we just ended up talking so much. I don't even like the last half of the movie. I don't even think we really even paid attention to what was going I on. I love in those it. types of movie nights. But it's now. like we've seen it 80 million times, right? Yeah, so you've it's seen like, it already. It's but fucking... then, we, then we put on Predator, which I haven't seen since I was a kid. And that was kind of like a shut up and watch type of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And you, yeah. I love that you and Richard have. Like Movie your nights? hangout night? <laughs> yeah. I think it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah, he gets I, I get drunk and he just <laughs> watches a movie. But just that you plan it and oh. you make a point to be like, yeah, these are our plans. We're hanging out. Honestly, like I think it's kind of helped. Like, not that our friendship or roommate relationship was bad at all or anything, but it's like helped to get better. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah. I, I can imagine yeah. that it yeah. would. We just we take time to like actually spend time together. As fr- like yeah. it's, like when you're roommates, like there's that roommate dynamic. Yeah. But then like to actually go a step further, to be like, no, we're gonna be friends that also just hang out. Yeah, like we were friends before we became roommates. Yeah. But like he spends a lot of time in his room, so it's nice for him to like come, come out, out and fucking hang in the living room, you know, Man. and uh, watch some movies. So. That's what makes me the most jealous about yeah. roommates. Yeah. I'm just like just have someone to hang out with. It's it's more not, easily. It's, sometimes it's not even about having someone to hang out with. It's just about having another like living thing in your, in your, in your like environment. When he's, when he's gone for like Christmas break or something like that, like especially now where I don't have a cat, like it's oh. it's just like it's so quiet. Oh, I know it's there. lonely. So it's like uh, it feels yeah. nice to have something alive. Oh, I, I yeah. meant to bring this up to you. Yeah. Well, actually, two things about cats. Mm-hmm. Um. I was thinking, do you do, so we're coming on Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is happening soon. Do you do a lot of gift giving? Do you buy a lot of gifts for people or no? <laughs> With what? Well, what would you I mean. you like to use to buy these gifts? <laughs> but is that you a see, standard you, you, thing for you, you or You know no? how wonderfully amazing my calendar has been booked full the last two months. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. But is that something that standardly you try to if do? If I have money, I'd spoil the shit out of every single person I knew. Right. Like if I had thousands of dollars, like even... I might even send Canon Koontz a fucking present if I had Oh! Because <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, yeah. I do like buying gifts for people, and I do like doing things for people, but yeah, I don't have the money at all to do any of that. Well, now. I thought about doing, because my family doesn't do gifts, but yeah. I do like the feeling of giving, putting yeah. something together and giving yeah. someone. Um, granted, I'm pretty broke, too. But I was like, maybe what I'll do is like put together like a package for the SBCA because yeah. they always need like cat kitty litter oh yeah that's a great idea like stuff that's like great idea. stuff yeah. like that and like I'm like maybe I could ask around and like get people to bring like one cat item how about we all just by. do it we yeah. all just bring some pet stuff together like if you get like 10-12 people to give like a 5-10 item exactly then it's a package there could be some toys there could be some mm-hmm. um, you know treats they uh, always need stuff just food too they probably would rather food. have food than toys yeah. and treats, but like, yeah, just something to, yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we get like a bunch of people that want to fucking, because like, I, I can chip in 10, 15 bucks to buy something for Hell cats yeah. and dogs. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that that would be fun. Yeah. The other thing I thought about was in your situation. We're going to, we need the donation name to be something shitty though that they have to read out. <laughs> Intoxicated podcast? No, it's just like, this was donated by Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to go physically go there and drop it off. Oh, it would be. And, and like, then I wouldn't like, leave. I don't know. Like, it's there's something about doing that. Like, because I could just give money to, mm-hmm. or like maybe like do a little fundraiser or something. Yeah. But like, um, there's something about physically going out, getting it, packaging it, yeah, putting it together, and like seeing it and like knowing like little kitty cats gonna yeah. get to use this. I also think like money. It's like I don't doubt that the SPCA uses the money properly. Right. But I think like. You don't see like really you don't where it's going. like money goes into a giant like if you donate money to them it goes into a giant pool and that money goes to pay for everything which is important right but if they if you think oh yeah but I want to make sure that the animals are getting food yeah by physically buying the food I physically think buying it I, I mean you might have to check and see if they allow you to physically yeah there's they have a list of suggested items oh so they do okay, yeah okay okay of suggested items especially in the winter where there's like they're probably taking in more. Well, well, I'll tell you what, the boys club will definitely, we'll each donate, I'd put you on the hook, Travis, but we'll each, <laughs> or we'll, we'll do a donation from our podcast, you do a donation from your podcast, yes. maybe Intoxicated Reviews could do a donation from it's their like a podcast. podcast donation. Like, maybe if you know anybody else, Kyle and Brandon do a podcast, you could ask them if they want to do a little, like, you know, yes. donation, and then we just all kind of drop it off for I the I think animals. that that'd be, it's just something I've been thinking about lately, because oh. I, I, I haven't done gifts for Christmas in so long. Yeah. And I often think that it takes away the magic. Oh, okay. Um of Christmas in, in a weird way. Yeah, it's it's um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm I, I'm trying to I'm trying to get more into Christmas this year. I feel like I used to be very hady mm-hmm. and like negative about it. But like I think I'm going to get like a bigger tree this year. Do more decorating. I'm not even putting the tree up this year. No? No, it's it's I mean it's December 7th. What's the point at this point? Do you think it's too late to put up a tree? For me, it's way too late. Fuck, I should have gone on my shit earlier. I'm going to be gone next weekend, and then the weekend after that is basically Christmas. Right. So there's, there's no... Jesus You know Christ. what I mean? Like, it's coming up so quick. I know. That's why. Yeah. That's why I don't like Christmas. I actually think I'm literally like, doing it tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not trying I'm to discourage you from trying to be happy. but. Uh, well, okay. Well, I had the thought, too, when I was out today... And again, thinking about Christmas, like from this perspective of like mm-hmm. the stores are crazy, and like look at all these people buying all this shit, like how it's mm-hmm. just so like consumer, consumer, consumer. And I'm like, I'm still part of it though, because I'm here looking at like sixty dollar Christmas trees and yeah. like wanting to decorate and buy more decorations. By the way, buy if more you ever want to buy a fake Christmas tree, the best time to do it is January because <laughs> they're on <laughs> for the s- next year. Yeah, they're super fucking cheap. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I should have gotten my tree uh-huh. in January of this year. Or like the week before Christmas, there's they go down. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I have like a four footer, or it's like four four point five. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't really put it on the ground because it's a little too short. Yeah, I have one of those, but I bought one with like the lights already on it too, so I didn't have to uh, put the lights on it because I hate putting the lights on Christmas trees. Do those last long though? Oh yeah, that's always yeah, what I wonder yeah, yeah, about them. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's just I'm not gonna put it up. There's no point, you know. I'm not. Mm. I'm not gonna, you know, it's just no point. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got Andrew Vaughn's yeah. take on Christmas because we're actually we're gonna film the. Uh, There's the no Chris- point. <laughs> no point. There's no point. There's no point in anything. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do the Christmas episode on the fifteenth, which is next when Sunday. Is... Okay. In the afternoon. Okay. Okay. So we're actually gonna make a little afternoon shindig. Okay. Yeah, I should be available for that. And like, I'm just. Gonna... Oh, I won't be available for that. No. Yeah, I was gonna and say Travis I, won't be either. I, because I don't think we'll you're be on the road. Yeah. So I'm getting actually. It's gonna be Corey, Kirsten Finch, yeah. Chris Haleth, and possibly Adrian Gabriel. Oh, that'd be stop fun. By. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like two lovers, two haters, good mm. little balance. Mm-hmm. And actually, I wouldn't even say I'm a hater. I would say I'm like in the middle. 
Oh, okay. Right now. Like, I'm, I can be swayed either way. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily hate Christmas. I just, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. It's not, there's nothing, like, I never have enough money to do what I want to do. It comes to you, like, I know, I know people with families and stuff, they start planning, like, months in advance and do the Christmas, well, at least growing up, that's how, you know, it was. People do their Christmas shopping so early and everything. But this is just, like, it's just... It's just going to happen. It's just going to be another day, and then it'll be another day after that. And then, yep. No, you're right. You know, it goes by so quick. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like a wedding. Like yeah. it's like all this for like yeah a really brief moment in time. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to. I don't know. I I just got the, when you're a single adult. There's just really yeah. what's the point? You know. <laughs> no. or, I know because I often think about. It, I'm like it'd be fun to do like a family yeah. dinner and then come home with a significant other and like curl up and yeah. be cozy and watch. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Well, yeah. So I'm gonna come home and cuddle with Mindy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean in a sappy necessarily. Way. It's just there's nothing like you know what I mean. Like yeah. at time, like I'll spend time with my family. And that's kind of what you, you do, and then that's it. And then, and then that's home, it, and then it's done. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, doesn't doesn't do shit for me. Everything's closed. I know, yeah. and the stores are just so crazy busy. Yeah, yeah. I just I hate going anywhere now to buy anything. Yeah, I'm like I should just buy all my shit on Amazon. This is madness. Yeah, yeah. it's still like you know. It's, I First mean, at least you can go through it, but then um, you know, delivery and all that shit, and they're busy too this time of year. Yeah, yeah. it's just busy everywhere. I just don't like I don't like shopping when it's busy. No, it stresses me out. I don't like stores when they're busy. Yeah, it's it's very stressful. They're giving I hate away- when you have to go into a store because you need something right now, and everyone's there just Christmas shopping. You're like, but I fucking just need this thing. <sighs> this one thing. This one fucking thing. And Get everyone's out of my way. everyone's walking real slow. Yeah, real slow. Yeah, and I'm just like, speed the fuck up. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Now, if there's, I mean. Granted, if uh, someone out there wants to, like, you know, somehow put a few thousand dollars in my bank account, it'll put me in the Christmas mood. <laughs> I think that that's my main reason why I hate Christmas. Yeah. You feel like shit because you can't, because you can't all, you can't buy people gifts or do yeah. something nice that you want to yeah. do because of money. Yeah. And it comes back to fucking money. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Should donate services somehow. I, I've often thought about volunteering, like, around Christmas time. Yeah. I often find I think but, about volunteering and the thought of thinking about volunteering is just enough to keep me going. Right? <laughs> I, I can be like, no, nah, I didn't commit, but I'm a pretty good person for thinking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> well, actually, that's so interesting that we, t- we brought this up. I was listening to a podcast today. Um, armchair expert, but they had a psychologist on mm-hmm. and he was talking about personality types and personalities on how there's givers and takers mm-hmm. and you're either you're usually and a lot of times people strike a balance and they jump mm-hmm. back and forth between the two but there's some people who are clearly givers mm-hmm. and takers in other words like when you talk to somebody how, like how do you do you, is it framed like what can i do for you like yeah. how can i help you like is it framed like that or is it framed more like you're taking mm-hmm. and then dax brought up the point of like giving as a self-serving device meaning like i like the feeling i get mm-hmm. when i give so that's why i get yeah i mean yeah there's that i think yeah sometimes i think it'd probably be easier to be a taker yeah i think well you, they say that the takers are better in business situations yeah they, and i just think they're probably 
happier because they're ignorant towards you know you know yeah. towards what they're doing or otherwise they wouldn't be a taker or something like that i don't know it just seems like it would be it seems less like worry. it would be better yeah yeah you wouldn't be so much yeah. concerned with everybody else all the yeah. time yeah i actually probably agree with that yeah but i also know that i'm like probably more of a giver than a taker oh yeah no because i'm always yeah. just like how can i help how can i make you happy what can i do for you yeah like just constantly mm-hmm. all the time yeah um so yeah let's be let's be takers this christmas it's season. still not gonna happen but <laughs> dude what do you think you are oh, i'm de- oh, well i mean do you think you're both kind of i'm probably just more of a giver than i am a taker um, yeah um it just depends like I, I get the i get the idea behind this philosophy but i mm-hmm. think it's i think it's weird whenever you break things down into just two, two categories yeah it's like it's like the old saying there's no black or white it's just all different shades of gray right oh 100 so it's that saying seems contradictory towards you're either a giver or a taker yeah you know what i mean like i yeah. think you can be an extreme giver and an extreme taker and then there's a sliding scale in between there's but a i sliding scale probably lean more towards a giver than a taker yeah because i, I will I would rather be in personal discomfort than have to to to, yes. to worry about the conflict of of standing up for myself or taking what I need for myself. Right. So yeah. And then the other thing they talked about was agreeableness versus disagreeableness, uh-huh. and how it's like. Okay. I'm very disagreeable. Do you think? In all sorts. No, I'm just trying to. Make, but honestly, I don't though, know what they're defining it as. Well, I think they're defining it as like if like if we were having a discussion. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking, like, even just earlier tonight, before we were recording, we were talking mm-hmm. about, like, pro-choice, pro-life, all yeah. that. Um, Pro-death, ag- by the way, the in agree- case you're wondering <laughs> what my stance was. I think we should just have, like, a suicide machine that is right there when the baby comes out of the vagina. <laughs> it slides into the death machine. We hit a button. No more baby. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think I said the words the other day. I'm like, God, I know too, so many people who want to kill themselves. <laughs> like, I literally just had the thought of, like, every single person I talk to is, like, so miserable and always making suicide jokes. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. See, that's why I'm gonna... not a taker. Because if I was, I would have taken my life a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but the agreeableness thing is, like, if you were in a conversation like that, the agreeable person would be like, oh, I see your point. Yeah. And then they would shut up. <laughs> the disagreeable person, because I, I get what you mean. Like the disagreeable word has a negative <laughs> connotation, but it's more so that you would go, yeah, but like this is how I think. But it just depends on situations. Like you yeah. and I know each other well enough that we can have a conversation and disagree on something and it's not that big of an issue. It's not a fight. It's just a, uh, it's a conversation. But like I know a lot of people in my life that like I can't, like I just don't even bother trying to, to have an opinion about something around them. Because right. it's the, the like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Well, I think as you get older, you realize who you can do that with and who you can't. Yeah. And 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 it's the because Kyle Carpenter said on his episode like like that a best friend is the person you can most be yourself around. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's why alcohol is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it lets you just be you. Oh, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great bare naked lady song, by the way. Uh, oh, alcohol. Oh. It's called alcohol. Oh, really? Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. It's all about his yeah. I, which I think 
he actually didn't he go into recovery a few years I ago? Think, yeah, I thought it was cocaine that was his problem, though. No, or was it both cocaine? Sure it was probably both. Yeah. <laughs> probably a good you don't cocktail. Usually do on the one two. without the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. They go hand in hand. Yeah, a lot. pretty much. Like, yeah. oh boy, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's uh, interesting. Like, I, I think that I'm more disagreeable than agreeable. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think it's just context. I think it's who you're with. You know what I mean? Who you're it's, with. Uh, it, your your comfort level to have conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. there's definitely now, been times I, that I I've been like... I know some fucking people, it doesn't matter if it's their fucking... <laughs> someone they've known for 20 years or someone they've met for 20 seconds that just... Everything's a fight and everything's an argument. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know a lot of those people. <laughs> and literally, that's who I thought of last yeah. night when, <laughs> like, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, one hundred percent disagreeable." Yeah. Um, no question about it. Yeah, I used to have a friend in high school, and he always do this. Like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. He just say it over and over. Like, like if you were like, "Why oh. you got to argue everything?" He's like, "I'm just playing devil's advocate," and it's like, "No, you're just argumentative prick." Right. <laughs> but well. I would also, to play devil's advocate on the devil's advocate, <laughs> I do think, and they talked about this on the, the psychologist talked about this, that there is a feeling you get when you're arguing or not, or like you're involved in a debate. Yeah. Like a really good back and forth conversation about something. And which is There's like I've feeling. said before, I hate that word. No one is having debates. No. Debates are yeah. debates are, debates are you get this topic, you're on this side and you're on this side and you got three minutes and then you got a rebuttal and then you got no, people are just arguing. Did you ever do that in high school? Debating. Uh, I mean yeah. it existed. I think we did in elementary school to learn what it was, but it was like I know, I think we did too, and I think it was like something stupid like should dogs wear muzzles or something. Oh, okay. Like 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh like, no, actually we, I remember in high school we did this debate where we had to be it was a history class and uh, one hat. One team had to be the United States of America, and the other team had to be Cuba during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And all of the poor kids had to be Cuba, and all the rich kids got to be the United States of America. And boy, oh boy, did it play out like real life! Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! Why should we, like it was just the added. It was like it was just so like oh yeah, this is how rich people. This is just ingrained in people that have money. Wow, how they treat people who don't. Like yeah. Oof. Oh boy, mm-hmm. that's that's some heavy shots. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. They're all hot. It's like I don't. I used to be bothered by things from high school. I could care less now. It's so far. It's so far from like yeah. where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granted, where we're at isn't great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's true. One thing actually that um, I want to bring up with you that I don't think. Any guest on Intoxicated has really talked about yet, um, which is the comedy flu. You yeah. guys have talked about this on Boys Club. Yeah. Um, if you're at all into comedy stuff, yeah. go listen to Boys Club. It's great. Yeah. Um, but y- are you kind of going... And if you f- want to be a guest on the podcast... <laughs> fill out their guest listen form. Listen to some fucking podcasts. For, I, the, that, you, that's my biggest Ooh. complaint about people that want to yeah. be on the podcast that have never listened to our podcast. Oh, like, why do you want to be on it if you've never listened to it? It's you don't know what we talk common. about. We can bring we can bring a guest on and be like, "All right, we're gonna have a debate. We're pro fucking kids. So, what do you think? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could say the most ludicrous, shitty things on our podcast, and sometimes we do. And uh, you don't know because you don't listen to it. Can you imagine a guest going on just not knowing at all? I like, we had shit. those guests before. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> you. 
We had one of them, and I got a ton of complaints for having them on. <laughs> you tried something it's different? It's the only time I've ever it gotten complaints about work. the Boys Club. Really? Yeah, it was, oh, oh. was that guest. Well, I'm glad they didn't complain about me. No, that's, no. That's it's just, I got like three messages like, why the fuck is this person on your podcast? Yeah. I often think about that with mine, too, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have Yeah, but you're I've a guest run, I've run format a podcast. So, like, honestly, there's, like, there's sometimes I don't listen to certain episodes because yeah. I'm just not interested. It, it in just doesn't guests. appeal to you. Like, the momgasm girls. Yeah. Would, nothing about that would interest me. Yeah. So I just will skip that episode. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about being upfront with a guest format, is someone can go, okay. But, I mean, sometimes... I mean, you can, you should, I, there are some people like, you should listen to all of them because you might hear something that you like and you didn't think right. you like, right? Yeah. Um, well, the person that would listen to all of them is a very specific type of person. Yeah. And like that's a, not most of my audience. A better example. Like, I don't listen to it anymore, but back in the day when I would listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, I would only listen to episodes that had comedians on. And I, I would have no interest in right. scientists, this, that. I just want to hear other comics talk about comedy and doing comedy right so i'd skip the ones that didn't have that on there right yeah yeah i know that that's i often think about that because i'm like i think that the perfect kind of guest podcast Mm. is the kind that like let's use an example of like say an advice podcast where Mm. every single episode you just you answer questions from listeners that's the point of the show but like that way you can have a variety of guests on our guests are like you know, we've had uh, uh, Scott Belford uh, mm-hmm. on, uh, Mike Lynch on, Chris Aleph. Uh, these are comedians. So we're going to talk a lot. Martin Edwards. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about comedy. You've been on it a couple times, but you're deeply ingrained in the comedy scene. You interview comics. We're friends. So it all right. kind of meshes together. Um, but yeah, I think going forward, we would not, we would never have somebody. Totally out of the realm. Unless there was a reason. Like, yeah. If, if it was like. I heard you guys talking about this and I have a problem with this and it became a thing or if it was like oh that would be interesting or if it was just something um but if you just tell me you want to come on the podcast we're not going to do that anymore yeah because then it's just like hey it's a lot of heavy lifting for us to 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 be cuz I don't you know going into it why you even want to be there so I don't even know what to ask you right you, you know what I mean if you're a comic I can. You don't have to tell me why you're there. You're there because you're a comic. I can. You can ask just questions. You, you about can that. talk comedy. Yeah. So talk about shows. Yeah. And yeah. 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 I guess my important. If you want to be on anybody's podcast, why do, do you want to be on research. something you don't listen to? Yeah. I just don't get it. Like. Well, that's like kind of what I struggle with because mm-hmm. I'm like, are you coming on? Like, I said this on Boy- when I was on Boys Club. Like, are you coming on because you want to? You literally just want your episode, you want your showcase? Yeah. Or is it because you actually appreciate the show and the long-form, uncensored co- like conversation? And I have no problem if somebody was to say to me, the reason I want to come to your podcast is because I like the attention and I like an idea of the, uh, an episode focusing around me. Yeah. I would go, okay, at least you're fucking honest. <laughs> yeah, at least you're honest about you know, it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, I've, I've had... I'm trying to think maybe we've had maybe three or four people that have been pissy about not being asked to be on. It's like, we don't ask people to be on. Like, Yeah, that's not I your think thing. We asked not Chris a guest. I think Chris Aleph was like the only person we asked. Yeah. And the reason we asked Chris Aleph, I think, is because 
Chris is someone who I don't think he's just going to ask to do the podcast, but we wanted to have him on. But so he'd that's why be someone asked. who would be happy to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't ask people, but I just want to know if you want to do it. And I'm not opposed to having anybody on, but another thing people need to realize, you got you to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I don't want to pull, I don't want to pull teeth to get things out of you. 100%. Yeah. And this is why, like, like I, I do some different things every now and then that I, I kind of see it more of like, okay, this is a challenge. <laughs> like having the band on. This is a challenge. This is different. <laughs> and it's. You know, it's a challenge for me, so I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I do like to vet people. Like, I don't really like the idea of just seeing a traveling comic come in yeah. and be like, okay, you're a traveling comic who's in town, so do you want to do my podcast? Like, I'd rather see the stand-up set. And, like, you probably face it more than we do because you are a guest-oriented podcast. Oh, big time. Where I- you have to get message from people that get, uh, like really pissy when they're not being asked or you're like, I don't know, just not interested. Yeah. But I don't understand why people get pissed off about that. It's like, I don't, I'm not sitting at home pissed off because fucking CBC doesn't want me to come on their <laughs> radio show tomorrow. Like, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> totally. I've, I've always considered myself, I used to consider myself the person that would just have every, everybody on. Yeah. And I'm like, no, things are a bit different that now. That gets tough though, because then you, it's like, different. you bring, I've done that in the past. I've tried to have a podcast in the past where I interviewed people and it was a different person every week. And that's hard as shit because some weeks if it's easy and then some weeks you're just like, you realize the whole point of this is for you to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't, I, no, and there's definitely people that I like that I'm like, I just don't know if we could have a combo. It's nothing against you personally. Yeah. I just don't know if, because like I talked about with Corey about the idea of like, comfort zones and how it's really nice like even this is really nice having a friend on who knows my life who i talk to regularly like we can just shoot the shit there's no format like it's just really easy yeah and then i also love comedians who i'm like i enjoy your comedy and i want to get to know you how did this happen how did you like it's kind of it kind of goes in those two ways yeah but it's it's fucking hard getting people every week. It's yeah. difficult, and we're not opposed. Lie. I mean, we I think we had a few weeks where there it seemed like we were having a guest almost every week for a couple of weeks, like three right. or four weeks. So we're not opposed to having guests. But then again, at the same time, this is our podcast, and it's a chance for you know, it's a chance for me and Travis. Unfortunately, Dan doesn't live here anymore, but mm-hmm. it's a chance for me and Travis to get to make sure we got every Tuesday we're together for a few hours. And that's also a really cool part of it, yeah. too. It's like your guaranteed hangout time. Yeah, and we get to talk about shit and, and try to put out a, a hopefully a good podcast every week. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of really cool podcasts. I mean, Intoxicated and Boys Club is two of them. Wow. That, them. that tackle the comedy scenes <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the Maritimes. The other ones being uh, Birchwood uh-huh. with Shane Ogden. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. Interviews comedians. Yeah. So... If, if you're into the comedy stuff, there's some there's mm-hmm. some good stuff yeah. happening around here, mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. And I haven't heard Kyle and Brandon's podcast yet because um, I forgot to add it to iTunes. It's my own <laughs> excuse. Like, but don't feel bad, Kyle or Brandon, because Mark Splute has a new podcast, and I oh, just added he? it the other day, and it's like 15 episodes in, so I'm does behind he on it. Really everything. have a new podcast? It's a weed podcast. That's great for yeah, him, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They they smoke a different strain of weed every podcast. Amazing. And they talk about weed and they talk about other shit too, but like, yeah. yeah. Good for him because yeah, he's a so, good podcaster. Yeah, exactly. It would be a shame for him to disappear yeah. entirely. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. Well, we we you and I have talked 
at length about different things we want to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard to make those things happen. Is what I've started to realize. Yeah. Because I had that idea about the open mic episode. Mm-hmm. I just was totally just like, I need more help with this. I can't mm-hmm. do this myself. But <laughs> this is you're, tough. I mean, it's a good idea. And you recorded some things and some things worked and some things didn't. And it wasn't. But now, like, I think you made a point online or something or in the description of your last podcast to be like, you'll hear a clip of the upcoming. Yeah. Like, I so think now, it will happen eventually. No, you just have more. The thing was, you put such a time crunch on yourself to have it done within a week. And that is. Yeah, uh, more of an undertaking than what you usually do for a podcast, and and sometimes you try those things, and time crunch and whatnot doesn't work out, and you can't really, you can't really get mad at yourself for that. I mean, you can if you're like, oh, I can think of a dozen times when I could have been working on this and I did something else, but we all do that, you I know, know. So it's, it's yeah, and and it's also too. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I think I just need to ask for help more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ask for collaborators. Uh, it's something I might actually do going forward. Be like, here's this project I want to do. Yeah. If you want to help me with it, like, come be a part of the team. Like, yeah. you're not the host, but yeah. come be a part of it. Yeah. Help me with it. Help me, like, film it. Yeah. Like, be the person holding the camera or, like, you know, stuff like that is something that I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm like, there's so much I want to do that I will need help. I will need a team. Yeah. Um, and, like... You know, we've had we've had conversations about things we want to do with comedy, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Some things to spruce up mm-hmm. what's going on here in Halifax. Yeah. Not that what's going on here in Halifax is shitty. No. But some stuff to bring some juice into it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, yeah. I, I, I Well, I mean, you were asking, I guess this is a roundabout oh, way yeah, to the, get the back flu. to the topic is, um, yeah, I just, you know. We all have different things we want to do and shit like that, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And uh, I, th- I don't know. I, I used to get really bothered that I would have a lot of ideas and never kind of follow through with them. But mm. I feel like sometimes I feel like for every ten ideas you don't follow through with, you forget about the ten that you did. Mm. You know, mm. that's a great point as yeah. well. Yeah, so you get too bogged down with what you didn't do. Yeah, you get too hard on yourself for not finishing a thing which is shitty you know right. can feel shitty especially if you really like that idea and you like that thing but um, yeah yeah but it's also awkwardly yeah no, make your drink. My- but it's also like learning when to slow down your ideas because like i yeah. got some big ideas mm-hmm. big big things that i want to do yeah that there's no way i can do it right now yeah like there's just no it, it's just not gonna happen yeah um and like my the open mic episode idea was me toning down a bigger idea I had kind of thing. A real alcoholic brings his own shot glass. <laughs> you did Actually, a real alcoholic glass. doesn't use a shot That's glass. That's a lot of vodka. Oof. I did a double. Like I always a, do doubles. I always do doubles. I mean, yeah, why waste your time, right? Right. Singles. Yeah, may as well yeah. fucking get it underway. Yeah. But it is. Which one. Oh, yeah, managing, managing yeah. like your ideas and like when to when to step back and when not to, you mm-hmm. know, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's um, it can wear you down. It can it can feel shitty and frustrating when you want to do something and you don't end up getting it done, or you get like a yeah, or the end, or you get it done, but the end project isn't exactly what you wanted it to be. Yeah, like you're still happy with it, but it's not. Yeah, it just wasn't what you originally had in your mind, type of thing. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's yeah. it's tough. But back to the comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. How are things going with you? Oh, fucking fantastic. 
can't get booked anywhere. People don't pay me properly. Ugh. Yeah, that's um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it just it's just not a good time. It's just not been a fun. It just hasn't been fun for a while. Right. You know, that's that's shitty. It's supposed to be fun. Like I, I, I said in our podcast a couple weeks ago, there's wrestling league that me and Travis like, and there's this thing they were doing, and they were like, the wrestlers in their back in their YouTube video were like, this is supposed to be fun. Right. Why isn't it fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, yeah, this is at its core even though it's a job and it takes a lot of hard work at its core is supposed to be fun and it's just not fun anymore and it's a job that i think the outside perspective yeah is like oh they just get to like be funny and tell jokes mm-hmm. like like it, it's almost like one of those professions that is glamorized in a way where it's yeah. like oh yeah like they don't that's not much work yeah. like they're fine yeah. and it's just like oh no like it's yeah way harder than anyone would ever think it is yeah. from the outside oh yeah it's just it's not you know, I I mean, I kind of get this way every year around this time before I go uh, to Ontario for a little bit. Like, right. so I, I feel like <laughs> I think last year I, I, I remember saying to Daniel, I was like, I got to get out of this fucking city because I hate everybody right now. Mm-hmm. And I just got to get away from it. And when I get away from everybody, then I miss them. It's kind of like absence makes the heart grow yeah, fonder. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's just it's it's just up and down and, and it's not feeling creative it's not putting the work in it's not doing like i'm not really put my output level is so low right now right just like creatively on all levels it's so, so low. is it like a creative block or is it like just i don't combination know if it's of- laziness or just general like other things going on in life kind of dragging you down and shit like that like yeah yeah so it's it's stuff like that that's just it just becomes so much it's too much well it, and it can be hard too when it's like okay a bad experience shit mm-hmm. that sucks and then another bad experience well that yeah. sucks more and mm-hmm. then it just piles up into all these bad experiences yeah and then you're just like well how am i motivated to do anything right now and it's like you know i go to mike's now and it's and i don't i don't mean this in any fuck it's just like you know nine times out of ten it's, there's i don't really feel like i have any friends anymore at mike's anymore mm. you know like travis and travis comes out once in the blue moon but we're not always on the same shows right martin is out we're not always on the same shows daniel's working all the time yeah you know uh dan doesn't live here anymore like right. you, you know what i mean like your core group is kind of all yeah, over the place i only see Catherine at beerly's right i only see ian at sniggly wiggly's and mm. i go to these open mics and it's you know i'm now the i'm the odd guy out and the you know like everyone else is their own little clique and their own little and and I get it because that's what new comics do because you, you, like you bond together because you're in the same place, right? same kind of area. You're yeah. coming up around the same time, yeah. um, and maybe maybe cliques form over styles of comedy too, yeah. sort of too. Yeah. That's and 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 the shitty part of open mic comedy is so much better when you have friends with you, right? And when you don't have the friends there, it's just draining. You can kind of play off each other's energy a bit. Yeah, and, and you can you, you can make fun of someone on stage with somebody else. You know, like, <laughs> that sounds like a shitty thing to say. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, we, we, I mean, we all do it. We all, like, like I'm, I know there's comics on the scene that don't like me and don't like my comedy. And, and, and they're uh, vice versa. Uh, right. Like, so when you're with your friends, you're just, it's, it's better to be like, what the fuck is this guy doing? As opposed to sitting there by yourself going, what the fuck is this guy doing? I saw a meme, a comic posted about going to comic parties. Mm-hmm. And it was just like someone eating popcorn. They're like me sitting back watching everybody mingle who I know all hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then she just wrote every single comic party. And and don't get me wrong, it's not. I don't. I don't know if I hate hate like really truly hate anybody that's in the comedy scene mm. that I have to see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just they all have their people. They all like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. They all have their, their yeah. friends and their cliques, and and I get it. You and know? it's interesting. I feel like I feel like like I, I feel like I worked a long like I'm, I'm almost ten years into comedy, and I feel like I worked a long time to be at the top of our scene, and now it's just lonely on top. <sighs> and it's not that it's not that I'm the only one on top. There's right. other people that are on top too, right? But uh, but you know what's interesting? Like there, uh, yeah. people probably see you as a click. Well, for sure. But we're not out in full force together, like these per guys se. are. You know? Yeah, like, that's true. Um, like there, there's this fucking Eminem song that I love. It's called "Walk on Water," and it's all about his career, kind of like because a lot of people have kind of written him off as like he's not good anymore. He hasn't done anything good in a few years and all this shit, right? And there's a line where it's like, "To these kids, you no longer exist," and that's how I feel. Right now, uh, yeah. To the to the kids of this scene, I no longer exist. You know, uh, like they're all doing their own thing, and they're all uh, supporting each other. And uh, you know, it's just it's just different. It's just different it's a different. Yeah. It's but also yeah. too. Do you think it is the con- like? I feel like part of this is that, but then part of this is also you going through the comedy flow. A lot yeah. Of that. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah. it's in my own head. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's the thing. We overthink everything. Mm-hmm. We overthink way too fucking much. Yeah. And, about and, everything. and the thing is, like, I should be at a point in my career. Well, I mean, it's Canadian comedy, but I should be at a point in my career where that shouldn't be bothering me because I'm not here. You know what right. I mean? Like, I'm here for a couple weeks and then I'm over here, or I might be here for three weeks, but then I'm going out here, or I'm going right. out, here, and I'm not doing that right now. So it's this is all I have. And then the stuff that I am getting here, I'm getting fucked for. Yeah, I'm getting fucked over. I'm getting not, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then when I have a bad set, and I f- know that I have a bad set, I have to listen to people that aren't my friends say things about my bad set. That is just like this is not this. this is not like I'm not trying is. to call Scott McLean out, but his whole f- like his whole take on my bad set a couple weeks ago at Yucks when I was like trying to record my set. Oh yeah, it's just like I I that's what makes me really upset because I'm like he's going you were up there reading off a sc- I was not reading a, off a script. I was not, I know why it didn't work. Right. And this is what comedy is. You get up there and you try things. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we, why are people, why is everyone, you're all doing, you all have different styles, Mm -hmm. but you're all doing the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So why is this so negative? Why can't it be more encouraging? Because we're just all a bunch of cunts. (laughs) No, I mean, we're all, I don't think you get into comedy because you're a positive person. No, but I mean, I think, but I think maybe just let's stop, I don't know, attacking other, I don't know. I don't know. It's not attacking. I mean, I just, I just, uh, yeah, I just don't have, I just don't, you know, you go to, and it, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I talk to these young comics. We have great conversations in the green rooms or mm-hmm. whatever when we do talk. It's just, there's no connection there. It's like, not the same. Like they're yeah. never going to want to hang out with me and I'm never going to want to hang out with them. You, you know what I mean? Like some of them and I've tried with some of them and some of them, I mean, it might totally be in my head. They're like, it doesn't happen or something. I, I don't know. I just, it's right. not, it's just different. It's different than I thought it was going to be. Right. And that's, 
that's a harder thing to reconcile. You're in, you're in, it's peaks and valleys, and you're mm-hmm. in, you're in a valley. Yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, but I think that what's important to note is that it is just a valley, and well, hopefully, it will go up, and maybe going mm-hmm. out to Ontario is yeah, hopefully something yeah. that yeah. will re-energize you. Because mm-hmm. like I just yeah, it's it's tough. I I can't imagine doing it, mm-hmm. um, especially as long as you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And then feeling the way you're feeling, like it's and it's not all, easy. There's there's also other factors like creativity. Creatively, I think that I've never been better, but the output creatively is just Ooh. like a drip. It's not it's not like a running faucet. It's a drip. Mm. You know. And do you have any idea what it would take to get that? Yeah, hard work, and I'm not putting in the hard work. Right. That's that's all it is. The solution to everything is hard work. Work harder. You put your nose to the grind, and you work harder. Yeah, and I mean that could be. And it doing, doesn't matter if you're a, a comic. It, it doesn't. It's everything in life. The I honestly believe everything in life. The the key is hard work. Yeah, it doesn't matter agree. comedy or whatever. If you fucking lay bricks for a living, the key yeah. to being a happy bricklayer is being a hard fucking worker and right. loving what you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those two fact, those two mm-hmm. ingredients. Yeah. Um. So, do you have anything coming up you want to talk about? Well. Um, like gigs no yeah. obviously but uh <laughs> no. well ontario people mm, yeah it's, it's, i'm not even looking forward to that no no everything just stinks so it's not oh, even I think like, you should look forward to it you always enjoy going yeah, i that. do but it's just everything is so shitty lately that it's like there's just no ugh, it's, it's what do you what think it, it will take to be in a better mindset million dollars <laughs> no. other than money uh, three thousand no <laughs> well actually here's a good question for yeah. you what advice would you... Okay, so a comic... Wait. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> what sex toy should I yeah. order? Um, no. Um, if there is comics out there who are gradually getting into the place where they're doing paid work, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them to ensure that they don't get fucked over? Well, you got to listen to... Uh, I mean... You'll always know who's going to fuck you over. Like, you'll always... Hear things? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a few people in this city that don't pay comics or fuck them over. And, uh, you know, the ones they do fuck over, like, I've made an I made an exceptional point of being very vocal about the people that fuck other people over. Yeah. Um, because I want other comics to know not to work for them so they don't get fucked over. So you kind of so want to like listen to the other comics and talk to them and stuff. I mean, you're you're gonna get fucked at some point. Yeah, it happens to everybody. Um, it's worse when it happens from another comic. It's uh, you know that's yeah, yeah. that's real. Shitty. Yeah. So you gotta like keep your head up. But I mean, getting fucked out of money is not necessarily the like. It doesn't happen that often. Okay, fair. It's just when it does, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that does. Yeah. But what would you say about like naming what you want and sticking to it and making sure you get it? Like, is well, anything- I mean, especially if you're new, if you're just at the if you're just at the point of getting paid, you have to understand like you have to have a pr- price that's fair to you, but a price that's not asking too much for what your level's at. I mean, uh, most most positions in comedy, you start out professionally as what they would call middle, which is 20 minutes in the middle of the show, or someplace called the feature act, which is 20 minutes in the middle of the show. Your average pay to start off with that should be about $75. That's your average start out. Right. In Canada. I mean, 
it should be for future. It should be more, but I'm saying yeah. it's average in Canada. So you get about seventy five bucks. Um, the most you're probably going to make as a feature middle is a hundred. Now at a club, is about a hundred. On the but there's so many factors you got to put into it, right? Like how many people are, how many tickets can the sell show sell? Right. If the show can sell five hundred tickets, no, you should be getting more than a hundred dollars for that twenty minutes. Right. If oh, the okay. show, be, be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's there's so many other factors into it. You have to understand. So if you're new into this and you're getting to the point where you're starting getting paid and you're wondering if you're getting paid the right amount, you have to find out, you know, how much do the tickets cost? How many people are here? You know, all that sort of shit. And then you start to look like, well, how much? And talk to the other comics. The uh, comics will always. Within reason. Most within reason will tell you what they're getting paid. Interesting. Uh, because what's there are some people that don't like to say that, and I think that's such bullshit. Well, yeah, I think y'all should be talking to each other mm-hmm. so you can all figure it out together. It's like I worked with a guy once who, you know? as soon as he paid me, he said, just do me a favor, don't talk to the other comics about what you got paid. Oh, that's about sign. And sign. the first thing we did was talk to each other about that's, what we got paid. That's a big red flag. Yeah. Because he was making more money than he should have been on the show. Right. The way any show should go, in my opinion, is... Yeah, I, I think I hate door, deal, door deals. They're the worst. Uh, I think there should be a guarantee because it puts onus on the people having the show to sell tickets. Yeah. Because they know whether five people show up or 50 people show up, they have to give you X amount of dollars at the end of the night. When you say door deal, you mean a percentage of the door yeah, sales. Yeah, I, I refuse to do door deals. I won't do them. Yeah. And I know that limits my work, but I just won't do them. That's fair, though. It's um, unpredictable. Because I like to know that everybody on the show is knows what they're getting when they get into it right so the way it usually works is whoever puts the show takes about 10 to 15 percent for putting it together and promoting it and creating posters and shit like that and then from there what's left 50 percent goes to the headliner 30 percent goes to the mc and 20 percent goes to the host uh no sorry 30 percent goes to the mc 20 percent goes to the middle right so uh that's a good formula it's the best way to do it because then everything's up front Every right. time I book a show, everyone knows exactly how much I'm getting paid to do that show. Right. Because I'm not going to fuck anybody over. Yeah. It's just better to be upfront about that stuff and say, this is what you're getting, this is what you're going to get, and that's how it works. And that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good points. Mm-hmm. Good fucking points. If you're doing a fundraiser show <clears throat> Ooh, yeah. for somebody in town here, that's a, he, I mean, he charges anywhere between a grand and $1,500 for that show. And if you go, well, he paid the headliner a hundred, and he's offering me fifty. Yeah. So he's going to keep eight fifty. That's not fair. Yeah, you know, like so Stuff you got to like know those things, and 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 you can talk to other comics. Like, I'll be, I'm more than happy to tell other comics what I get paid for a gig. Like, it's not a bragging thing. It's just like I, like just, I just don't think do. there should be secrecy. I mean, it's yeah. the only way you know is by asking questions. Yeah. And there are some comics you work with, you'll ask them stuff, and they don't want to tell you anything because they feel like you're going to try to take their spot or like use it's, it. They hold yeah. it really close, yeah, but it's close to the chest. Yeah, I mean, if you're good enough, nobody can take your spot. Good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, it's I. I mean, everyone would agree that the business side of comedy is the worst. Is the worst side. It's mm-hmm. the getting up there and doing it is the fun part. The yeah. writing is probably also fun to some extent. Yeah, but also a little more work yeah a little it's, more it's uh, yeah you know but the performing part is the funnest yeah for sure is the funnest part 
And I just don't want to see anybody get fucked out of money or screwed over or anything like that. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, that's... Uh, and how would they know if they're getting fucked if they didn't know? So yeah. this is why you got to talk about it. Yeah. I, I think you just ask your kind of elder comics in your scene. Like, yeah. Because uh, they'll know... If somebody's asking you to do a gig... They'll know who that person is. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They'll like, know the ins and outs. Yeah. And then you can make the judgment call. Yeah, exactly. And but I, as long as you know. Yeah. And that's the thing I don't understand about screwing anybody over is like, we're all going to talk, motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't know what you think is going to happen. We're, you're going to screw me over and then be quiet about it? Like, Yeah. Are yeah. you fucking crazy? Like, yeah, like, no, people talk. It I'm gets tell, around. I've told, I have told about a dozen people. Yep. About the guy who fucked me last week. I brought his name up on my podcast. I was just going to say, you talked about it on Boys Club. So, yeah, it's out there in the public. But listen, yeah. that's... That's the price you pay. That's, that's your receipt. You want to fuck a comic over, that's your receipt. Your reputation getting ruined is your receipt. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I can't smash you in the face How you it, act in that business your... space, we'll come back yeah. to you. <laughs> and we'll get out there. Mm-hmm. And people will know. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it. luckily it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, that's true. But when it does, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of people, like you've you've said, um, uh, like out in New Brunswick, like they treat you really well out yeah. there. They pay you regardless of other factors. Yeah, fucking uh, uh, Shane and Julie paid Shane me Julie. for a show that they canceled. Right. And they canceled it three weeks in advance and they still paid me for it. Wow. Yeah. Because they appreciate it. They didn't have to do that. Yeah. There's nothing in any sort of rules that they had to do that. Right. But they, but they appreciate comedians, and they appreciate our hard work, and they, you know, they they like the working relationship that they have with us, and they want to, yeah, continue that's, going, that's and they don't want their reputation management. hurt either. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't like having to cancel a show. Well, when you're booked on a show, like you have that day booked, so you turn down you, other work for that. And that night. is the principle. It yeah. could be when you're fucked out of money. It could be fifty dollars. It could be five dollars. The principle is. I said to you that night, I will not accept any other offers for work. Yeah. Because of what you told me you're going to pay me. And so you, and when you pay don't me pay me that. You fucked me hard. Right. Whether it's a difference of $50 or $5. It doesn't matter. Right. It's just you don't treat people like that. You don't you don't ask them to do 40 minutes and then not give them a, you know, a dime. Yeah. This happened to me. Yeah. Well, hopefully... People will avoid this person. Oh, yeah. That's Either the they hope. do or they don't. It's uh, I, mean, I can only tell people my experience and hope that they fucking make the right decision. But you know, it's up to them. Yeah. Uh, there's several people. The other asshole who fucks people for money. You know, here in the city, like there's several people that oh, yes. still work for him. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we all make our own decisions. My big thing is like call. my big thing is get what you think you're worth what you truly think you're worth don't settle for it now i mean don't fucking walk in and be like i think i'm worth 1200 you're not you're not like within reason within reason as, no, lo- you're worth. as yeah. long as i'm talking to the level-headed comic right now i'm not right. talking to the guy who does you know open mics all the time and sucks and can't even understand that he sucks i'm talking right. to the level-headed you know self-aware yeah, self-aware comic get what you're worth and if you're not getting what you're worth walk away yeah stick to that principle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's a hard thing to come to terms with, though. Knowing your worth, and knowing your worth in a financial, and knowing aspect. your worth when you're ready to know your worth. I, there's a lot of people that I think get paid work, especially in the Maritimes here, at a, a 
that maybe it's not the time for them to start getting paid work, but they get it. Right. And that can kind of throw a skew on what you think your value is. It inflates things a bit. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky here that because of, you know, the limited... And I guess it just doesn't, it, it's different. Like, there are some guys that, you know, when they start comedy in this city, it's like you can tell right away that they're funny, that they're good, and that uh, this. And then some people who are doing it three or four years is like, well, like, oh, why do you take a shine to them? And it's like, I've been doing it longer than them. It's like because you're, you're, yeah. you're treading water and they're swimming. Yeah, length of time like, doesn't always equal yeah. talent. I mean, length of time is important in comedy. But like you said, it's not the be all end all. It's not everything. Yeah. So you got to be humble and you can't be delusional and all this. I just feel like I'm fucking saying the same shit over and over again that I always. Yeah, but no, but I think it's good for people to know, mm-hmm. um, and and keep in mind if they want to be serious about comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you don't want to be serious about comedy, I mean, yeah, do you? I don't know why people do it as just like a hobby once in a while type of thing. Yeah. I don't know why people do it and do the exact same thing, thing and not change. Over and yeah, over yeah. And over and over. There should be a, there should be a a concrete slab in yuck yucks. So when that happens, I can just walk over and smash my fucking head against it <laughs> throughout the entire set because we're doing just as much. I didn't good. know where you're going with the concrete slab. We're doing just like... as much good as repeating the same shit as I would be slapping my fucking head against a concrete slab. Yeah. I told you this the other day. There is a point when stage time for the sake of stage time becomes a waste of time. Yes. When you're new, you need to grab as much stage time as possible and you need to repeat shit as much as possible uh, because yeah. you have to learn how to be on stage. That's what it is. But after a couple years, man, and it's still the same thing every time, you really need to you really need to ask yourself why you're doing this because it's a long hard road. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the majority of my creative output happened in those early years. Now that doesn't mean there was quality, it just means it was quantity over quality. Right. And if you don't have quantity or quality, in those first few years, you really need to ask yourself what the fuck you're doing. Why? And yeah, if it's worth it. Yeah, it might not be for you. Well, and I like what you said, too, about about stage time when you're starting out, mm-hmm. because it shouldn't the focus shouldn't be about writing a shit ton of new stuff mm-hmm. or putting the pressure on yourself to have new shit like mm-hmm. fill books or like, oh, like I had two really good sets. So now it's, I have to write more new things mm-hmm. like yeah. pick what works yeah. and get better at that. Yeah. Stay consistent with that. And then, and I don't know, like when you really suss out when it's time to write new things, that's, well, I, I just think you never, you never shut your brain off to the idea of new things. Yeah. Maybe you when write new things in, and, and not in. take it to stage yet. Or bring them to stage. It's just, I just like, okay. Like when I started comedy, I thought that I had to have a brand new seven minutes every time I got on stage. And then I was told by Peter White, that's not how it works. That's not it. Um, which is great. That's awesome that Peter told me that. And I learned that lesson, but that doesn't mean that the next time I went on stage, I didn't have some new shit. Right. In that set. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that if you don't have new shit and you just do the same shit for like because you really have to be comfortable on there and you have to learn and you have to find your style and 
I mean, that takes a long time, and you're not going to find it in a year. I'm I'm not really even sure if I know what my style is yet. I've been doing it for ten years. Yeah, you know, it takes a long time, but yeah, I just I don't know, man. It's I don't. I would love to know. I would love without there being a fight to ask some of these people. Yeah, that I see doing the same thing. Like, why? What are you getting out of this? What is the point? Yeah, is it? Is the point so your face is just out there? Okay. Yeah. I don't think that's is a good Is it because you think point. it's really good and you just don't want to bother writing new stuff? Is it because you just don't have anything that came to mind? Right. Is it, I just want to know. Because, like, maybe I'm judgy and I just don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't know why they don't have new shit. I don't no, know why I, it's I don't not. Think so. I think that that's totally fair. Yeah. Seeing the same stuff all the time mm-hmm. gets... Yeah repetitive and not fun anymore oh it's just it's it's just and and i get it you're not playing i can hear in my head but the, the comedy shows are not for the comics it's for the audience and i totally get that right but what if the audience wants yeah. to continue to go to open my comedy and only sees the same open the my problem. comedy so this, this is, is the in problem. toronto yeah where you could bury yourself amongst a million open mics by doing the same shit over and over and over and over again. This is Halifax. And our open mics are either great or they're miserable. Yeah. There's no in between. There's no No. mediocre like, oh, this has been a mediocre open mic. We get about 10 to 12 people and it's okay. Right. It's either a really good show or it's a really shit show. Yeah. And you bringing the exact same shit all the time contributes it to being a shit show. Yep. And it contributes to the scene not growing. Exactly. And the scene not being enriched exactly and honestly i don't give a fuck if you tell them 10 jokes and nine of them are old and one are new i don't don't give a fuck put something i I need to see that you're doing something some sort of evolution to to work on what you're doing yeah 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 it's and it's tricky there's tons of open mic nights here um and too many in my opinion um i personally think that there should be some more little fun Kind of more one-off shows for people mm-hmm. to do not just their material. Like Rich and I were talking I last know. night about, like you know, we did the movie night thing at Gus's, and we're going to do another one, not in December, just because things are too hectic. We're going right. to wait till January. But I was thinking, like, even if you didn't do a movie night, what about the idea, like, because like I, I, uh, okay, years ago, and you can cut this off, <laughs> yeah. By the way, but uh, years ago, I did uh, a show in a comic book store in New Brunswick. Yeah. And because I was in a comic store, I was able to do a rant about a Transformers movie that I had seen and the plot lines that made no sense. Right. And it was hilarious. But I'm not going to do that on stage every night. No. Nope. Because five people in the audience are going to give a shit that I give a shit about how shitty this star, uh, Transformers was, right? Right. But what if we had a night of rants? A rant night. A rant night. Could yep. be a theme. And yeah. you pick a movie that you hate, or a fucking I love uh, that. A, a song you hate, or a band you hate, and yeah. your whole set is about why this fucking movie stinks, why this band stinks. Yeah, like, but you're being funny with it. You're being funny with it. It's kind of like, um, and you, and you, yes, you write a set you'll Tinder never Tales get to use. Rants. You'll, yeah, you write a set you'll never get to use again, but or maybe you will. Maybe you'll find things within it that are universal that you can fucking use. But it's the exercise of writing. 
Yes. For people that are doing the same thing week after week and show after show, this is a chance to go, now you're going to do something different. Now we're forcing you to do something different. Something different. And maybe it's a regular show that Mm -hmm. you just do a new rant each time you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit of something to do that's different. And then... Not only that, it's kind of buzzworthy Mm because that's kind of cool to see. People are going to see something other than your set and go, oh, I actually really like this person. Yeah. Like, it's it's just little things like that that can happen. Well, that's the whole concept behind the movie night thing is to have people come and watch and be like, that was really funny how they made fun of that movie. Maybe I'll come see them do comedy. Exactly. That's the whole point. And hopefully these things will, like, filter people over in various ways. And there's no pressure doing the movie night thing. No. No, not at all. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think that I think there's things that could be done that could make this Halifax comedy scene better and more enriched. And I think it's little things like this coming up with these ideas that will slowly mm-hmm. get us there. Yeah, and I think First. we just need to be like I don't know. I, I I don't know what we really one hundred percent need in this. I I don't even know if the scene is bad or in trouble or anything. And it's just my perspective on things. I just there are a lot of hungry young people in the scene, and I think that's great. Yes, there are some comics that have started in the last few years that I'm I'm I love. Yeah, but I'm like I think, and we are not friends. We don't hang out. Right. We don't have a relationship. Uh. I mean, I want to mention some names, but I feel like when you mention names, you always forget a few, and then people go, "Why didn't I get the thing?" Like, yeah. but like, I, you know, I love Chris Leff. Yeah, I love Emma Mater. I think she's fucking hilarious. So great! Uh, Just did a headline and sent it away. Yeah, well, did Grant? She closed it out. Uh, <laughs> Fair. I, I I get a little <laughs> bothered by people saying they headline an open mic like yeah on that's a poster fair. on a poster. I have no problem saying headline by because you're trying to draw an audience in but right. comics should look it's like to me it's like saying you didn't it's 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 like a wrestler caring about their if they won the title it, it right. was given to you there's yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. you know what i mean like, okay fair headlining clo- she closed it up. headlining's 40 45 minutes 15 to 20 is not headlining fair that's yeah. why that's why i have a problem with and it. actually now that i think about it i think oasis doesn't even call it headliner we call it headlining when people do <laughs> gusses but that's for the audience, not for the comic. Not for them. And I have been happy to see people close out their first Gus's night. Right. I think that's a huge accomplishment in your comedy career to be asked to close out an amateur night because that means you've gone from brand new to being very reliable. Right. I just don't like that it's called, that they call it headline. Actually, um, Chris said the other day, used the term closed out. I closed out beerlies. He didn't say yeah. headline. Yeah, exactly. I closed. I was the last person Mm -hmm. to, you know, you closed it out. A headliner is somebody that can consistently do 40 to 45 minutes. It's the main act. professionally. Yeah, it's the main act Mm -hmm. with a couple. It's like the yuck yuck situation. I mean, really, you can just think about it like yucks. Yeah. The headliner at yucks. Like, yeah, 45 minutes. We had, oh my God. Yeah, we had a, there was a guy fucking, uh, I think he's done Gus's once before, and I met him once before, but he did Yuck's Amateur Night. And man, this is the thing that keeps still actually keeps me going in comedy. Yeah. Because, like, I know, I don't know. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just my brain is like, thinks that people think I'm this old, crotchety, fucking angry comic who's just like, you got to do it this way or you don't do it at all. Right. Like, but uh, this Lewis Cloverdale guy. Um, oh. His delivery is so good. He's so animated on stage. But his closer, I loved. 
he he put the mic back in the mic stand, held the mic stand, and was like, I want to leave you guys with this, but I can't. It belongs to the club. I just can't give it away. <laughs> and I was like, I've never heard that before. I like that. I like because it's played into like the stereotypical What comics say before they end their set. Which is also something that you've talked about before about doing an open mic bingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that he's so conscious enough to be like, this is something people say a lot. I don't want to do that, but I'm do a play on it. Like, and he's like you know. doing it almost like he's getting yeah. ready to tell like an intense thing, mm-hmm. and then he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's interesting." You know, stuff like that. Um, I'll say a uh, uh, amateur night the other night. Another thing that uh, thing that impressed me is uh, Patrick Kidson is a newer comic in the scene, and uh, uh, Kirsten Finch was hosting and didn't know his name, and he was the first comic up, and she went, "I." don't know this comic's name so it's and brought him up on stage and he rolled so well with it that he did several callbacks to it throughout his set oh nice like i mean the jokes aren't there because they're like yet in his set because he's so new like yeah like i mean it feels like i'm insulting his act but i'm not trying to be it's just he's what a new comic should sound like right? right uh but he kept he would say something like my friend stutters which is really hard when your name's <laughs> like it was just like that's smart to have that that's smart to not only do it once but do it several times to do it successfully yeah like that's that's, that's to me that's to me going like that guy's got a little something more up here than, than I thought you something, know like yeah something there yeah. that's natural yeah even if he does look like a fucking baseball player that never made it to the major leagues now he's trying to find something else that works <laughs> really. <laughs> he does. He does. Every time I see him, I'm like, "You look like you're a pitcher that never made it." <laughs> like, oh my god! Uh, no, but like, what's the name again? Uh, Patrick Kidson. You've seen him a couple times. Tall blonde guy. I was wearing a baseball cap. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, he wears yeah. the Oakland. Uh, not the Oakland. The uh, who's the A's in the baseball? Anyway, it fucking doesn't matter. Um, that's the Oakland that's really Athletics. Smart. Is that a fucking? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, there's stuff like that that it still gets me excited about comedy, and it's fun to see. It's fun to see, and then you see them grow. So like I, I, I said on the Boys Club this week, uh, Tinder Tales. Uh, I thought Al Al Marie had uh, some really good jokes that I hadn't heard before. Right? Yeah, yeah. I actually saw her for yeah. the first time recently. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to want to watch this one. There's some of her stuff. If I'm being honest, in the past, I'm not a big fan of. I think it's a little cliche and a little blah blah blah. But when right. I saw her in Tinder Tales, I was like, oh shit. She's been working. Shit, she's been... And, but not on mics, because I haven't seen her. But writing stuff. But writing, and, and it's working. It's. I think she was more... I think the tenor tale is kind of... Uh, it's like getting rid of the facade of comedy. Like, people can be a little more honest. Right. I, I, but I think, like, themed shows like that will, will do that. But that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a fun thing to do. And we, yeah. we need more shows like that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about perception because mm-hmm. I've it's actually it's something I've been thinking of a lot mm-hmm. lately about how sometimes we let other people's perception of us be who we are. Yeah. And like, because you've said a couple of times on here, oh, people think I'm this. Cranky. I mean, this is how I think people think. I don't know if this is actually how people think. But, right. But I definitely feel a cold shoulder from a section of the comedy scene right yeah and i don't like how do you manage that because i don't even i and i actually don't even really know how I, you manage i mean that. i don't know i think a, a, i think a stronger mentally person just doesn't give a shit 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's weird. It's like I, I walk this weird rope of I don't. I don't want to give a shit, but I give a shit so much. Right. Oh, well, I mean, trying so hard not to give a shit is giving a shit in a weird way. It's almost like something that you need to have Mm -hmm. very naturally. Yeah. That like not give a shit attitude, which Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand. Like I don't certainly, like I think way too much about what people think of me too. Mm -hmm. And it's a problem. Um, but I think, yeah, I think with time you can start to not care. Because really, like, how is it serving you to care? Yeah, I mean. Is the big question about it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, right? It's an, you don't know why. Yeah, like, know. like that's, 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 I was just telling a friend this day, I'm like, asking myself that question, how is this serving you, with any emotion I feel, has been really helping me. Okay. Like, Okay, I'm really angry at this person. They did this thing that really pissed me off. I'm really, yeah. really angry. Anger, 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 anger. Okay, what's this doing to propel me forward in life? Oh, yeah. nothing. It's just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should stop feeling that way. Yeah. And mind you, I don't think it's... I think feelings are hard to just turn off. Yeah. But we got to stop sitting in our, sitting in our own uh, negativity. It's not getting us anywhere. You know? Yeah, I just wish I, you know, my big thing is like I like being able to speak freely. Yeah, I like, and and I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I might be wrong about everything I fucking said here tonight. Who knows? Right. Yeah. No, none of us think. We're but right. I don't want to feel guilty about saying those things right or wrong. I, I, You're just I, I saying like that. the idea. I'd love. I think in a perfect world, we all need to be able to speak freely. No yeah. matter how horribly or uh, wrong we can be at times, right? I, I like to think I like to think that I'm the kind of guy that if I'm wrong and you point out where I'm wrong and I, I genuinely believe I was wrong, that I go, okay, yeah, I was wrong, right? Yeah, you know, and I shouldn't have done that. And I've done that before in the past. I know I'm not going to mention names, but I know I said something about a comic once that was on our podcast, and that I got a message from that comic, and right. And then I went, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. What I said was fucking shitty and wrong, and I apologize. And I hope you right. accept that apology. Right. I'm not yeah, ab- I'm not above doing that, but yeah. I, I want I want the ability to make the mistake as a, as opposed to the fear that I'm not allowed to make that mistake. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, no, like, yeah, that's very We fair. keep forgetting that we, we just make, people make mistakes. We yeah. make mistakes all the time, and we're so fucking scared to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oof, that hits hard. I actually had yeah. a dream last night that involved me apologizing to somebody yeah. for something I said. And I woke up going, oh, I'm kind of sad. I have weird mental fantasies where I apologize for shit that ain't even <laughs> fucking happened. And this is awake. This is not sleep. This is just like, I worry that so-and-so is mad at me over something that never fucking happened. <laughs> like, like, you know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It really, really, really is. It's, it's, and it's exhausting. It is. That's that's. A it's good exhausting. Word. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've thought about apologizing to people recently, and I'm like, I just don't know. Like, because you got to strike the balance between standing by what you said mm-hmm. because it, it was the truth. Yeah. And, and then maybe but sometimes going, the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth the, is hard to swallow. You know. But that's the thing. Like I've said this a number of times on here. Conversations like this, and like you and I have had off mic conversations mm-hmm. too about stuff. 
And it's like having more critical conversations with people has ruined other friendships for me. Yeah. Because I will go about it critically and then I go, oh, oh, yeah, this isn't the friend to do this with. Well, you're in a weird world, too, where comics are super obsessed with being critical and being open. And you got one foot in that pond and then one foot in another pond. And it's like that's uh, exactly what it is. It's uh, hard for me. I mean, for better or worse, I surrounded myself by people that are all in the same pond. Right. So that's all you've known. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't really have a lot of friends outside of comedy. And like, right I've lost now, those friends. Right I, now, like, I feel yeah. like I don't either. Yeah. Which is, which is, which is crazy. But it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. But I don't know. It's just. But the harsh yeah. thing is, is like, is it hard or was it always this, or is this more right for you? That's kind of what I'm coming to terms with. Where well, I'm sometimes like, what's right is hard. What's right is hard. And maybe that's kind of more where I'm at, where yeah. I'm like, this is the reality of the situation. You know what but- I want to know? It's not, e- to me, it's not even about like comedy and people. I, I just want to know, like, I just want some guidance from people. Like, I'm like, yeah. I want to know how my dad would deal with this shit i wonder how my mom would deal with this shit like when i had, when i had a falling out with a, a friend of mine that i was friends with for many years i remember asking my mother is like because my mother stopped talking to her sister years ago and this mm. i mean you talk about friendship but that's blood you know that's what I mean? like, like that's deep and i remember asking i was like why what was the final breaking point that you just couldn't do it anymore and her telling me, like, what it was, like, not the instance, but, like, just knowing that, like, at some point you just can't have that person in your life. Oh, yeah. And that was more that was more of a valuable lesson to me than a lot of things in my life. Yeah. Uh, because that's what I want to know. I just want to know that, I just want to know that, like, right or wrong, the decisions that I'm making, like, you know, it's not... The be all end all. It's not the it's not the destroy of your world to make a mistake. It's not the destroy of your world to have an opinion and be vocal about it and like worry yeah. about like what everybody would think about your opinion. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel like anything that comes out of my mouth, even with ill intent, comes out misinformed. No. I don't think so. Even the harsh things that are meant to come out mean come out informed. Yeah, and you're also someone who admits to not knowing things. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? So when you say, like, that it's What called... the fuck are you listening to me about comedy for? I'm not Travis Lindsay. I'm not fucking working all week. But this is the thing, though. <laughs> you know? I... <sighs> Confidence is such a common thread through all my intoxicated interviews with com. Yeah comedians whether they're just starting out or whether they're as far in as you mm-hmm. and we all need to give ourselves a little tiny bit more credit just mm-hmm. a tiny bit more yeah in in like what, what we said earlier about like the things you didn't do versus the things you have like focus on the things you have done focus mm-hmm. on the things you have achieved yeah um because i think everyone in this scene eh, mostly everyone <laughs> yeah it's probably the best part. Of, you know, the best part about <laughs> having you around is like that you're like, <laughs> like when I say this thing again for the 80, you're like, yep. And it kind of validates how I feel sometimes because I'm wondering if I'm looking at it too much from a comedy perspective as a comedian. No. And then you go, yep. I feel the same way about so-and-so's set. 
and I'm like, you're like, you're like, you're like, if if this is like a te- like a, a, a test, you're our controlled group. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think so too. Whereas I'm the comedian, so my test results are a little tainted. You're the control group. I'm a little more <laughs> like, unbiased. Yeah, and, and and this is the thing. Like, like I have. Uh, comic. I love that we're getting so inside. Like this is so great. This I hope great. you don't mind. We're going no. super long, but I love um, this. I, what I might yeah. do is I might just cut the sex toy stuff and put that as like its own YouTube video, and then we'll just... uh, the sex toy stuff was funny though. That, that was, was really funny. It was funny. I so, like no. I like going long. Or you can do like two episodes, cut two it up, or, or put someone on your Patreon. Uh, you do what you we want. We will anyway. figure it. But I like you, where this if is I'm going. I'm talking too much. Somebody shut the fuck no, up. No, I no. I like this conversation because <laughs> and I'm gonna um, borrow some vodka from you soon because I want to take this home so I can have a couple drinks before. Go to bed. You can take whatever <laughs> we want. Uh, Matt Baker, who's yeah. been on the show, yeah. good guy, really good comedian, I think. Um, he's constantly telling me to do stand-up. And I've realized it's just not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, mean, I've realized that my relationship with comedy is not to do it. Here's, my thing. It's, Here, it's, here's my thing. I'm being 100% honest yeah. with you. I This is why I don't want you to do stand-up. Yeah. And I'm being 100% honest with you is stand up. I always say stand up is not therapy. Yeah. But stand up can make you can be very therapeutic. Does that make sense? Yes. It's, it shouldn't be the soul. I think you have some things in your life. It's, it's not that I don't want you to <laughs> never do stand up. I think you have some things in your life that you need to get your head around first before doing it. And I'm just telling you. I love you, the carefulness of what No, no, no. I'm just trying to think of the words I want to say. Like, like I don't think stand-up is going to help you with those problems. Yeah, and I agree. And I'm not saying that that's why you would do it. I'm just saying that, like, I would rather see you try stand-up from an honest desire to do it. As opposed to things are kind of shitty right now. Hopefully, this will make things less yep. shittier. No, 100%. and that's that's my only objection. My only objection no, for you doing so. I, and I, but I've come to that conclusion on my own. Uh-huh. Is the is is the crazy thing about it? Um, and that's not to say that I don't think I could mm-hmm. if I really tried. It's to say right now. Um, the ideas I have and how I want to work with in the comedy scene is to help enrich it, help it grow help giving comedians a a chance to come here and do this to get themselves out there Mm -hmm. i want to be the behind the scenes person i i i don't think i have a place on the stage i think i think i appreciate a very good promoter because i think you could you have the personality needed to contact places and be a front person yeah but you have also been so ingrained in the scene that you understand the struggles comics go through yeah and you wouldn't fuck anybody and you wouldn't yeah you know you know what i mean like i i'm not trying to say don't ever do stand-up what i'm trying to say is like i don't think you're in the right place to start now no and you've said it before Mm -hmm. and off mic so I'll I'll say it for yeah. you on here. But you've said you've been in this a little too long for it to be bad. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like we're, we're such good friends. If you're gonna go out and <laughs> eat a dick, like I'm gonna have to tell you you went out and ate a dick, and that well, just makes it awkward. Well, that's just it. I don't. Um, and I also just think that there's a lot of things I want to do still that I'm focused on. Uh, and I and I see it in the same way as honestly, like dating and shit. I don't 
it's the furthest thing from my mind right now. I got so much. What do they say about dating? So much going you, on. You don't date until you, like don't expect dating to fix the problems in your no. life. No. So don't expect stand up to fix the problems. And I I'm t- not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying like. No, I genuinely I don't think know. it will, and I don't feel comfortable yet. I don't think what I have is that good. I don't want to um, see you do what I see a lot of young women do when they get into stand-up comedy. And this is going to be a little controversial because I said young women. Uh, yeah. I don't want to see you sex use material. This, no, it's not even sex material. You do as much sex material as you want. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't want to see you use this as a tool to talk about your frustrations with dating as stories on a weekly basis. Yeah, no. I don't want to see. I don't want to see another fucking female comic <laughs> get on stage. And I, you know what? Fuck it. I, I let's backtrack. I don't want to see another female or male comic get on stage and tell me what about they did this week. Yeah. Unless you're Travis Lindsay. Yeah. Or you're fucking. Unless you're an established comic who yeah. knows how to take that story and twist it into something that's funny. Absolutely. This is not journal. This is not live journal live. Where you fucking no. read your thoughts. This is not no. therapy. No. This is not these. The, at the core, these are jokes. These are jokes. At the core, these are jokes. Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry if you wrote eight paragraphs in your journal and you think that's a set. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Yeah. You and know. and I think too, um, being the person who's like, okay, I'm not going to use stand up as therapy. I'm going to go get real therapy, mm-hmm. figure myself out, get that self awareness, mm-hmm. and make it smarter so that when I do do it, the it comes from a smarter place. Like I always wonder, I always wonder what's newer comics like. Obviously, I didn't know what setup punchline was when I started stand up comedy. Right. But what I, we, me and Andrew Evans were talking about this the other day. When I started writing comedy, when I decided I wanted to try it, I started writing comedy. Um, I instinctively knew what that was, even though without being told, like I, because I watched, yeah, a lot of comedy. I mean, you consumed a lot of. When it. I'm talking, people don't understand. Like when I, and I think I've said this here on this podcast. Like the reason why I fucking love comedy so much and why it means so much to me is because my entire life I was wondering what was that thing that meant so much to me and when i finally fucking found it it fit like a glove like it right. just clicked and everything started making sense yeah. things started like lining up in my brain that i never even thought of and yeah. i started thinking back to the first stand-up comedy i ever listened to i did a radio show in university where i played stand-up comedy albums right like like and when i did that i didn't play them because i wanted to be a stand-up i just liked stand-up you just loved it so yeah. it was once I started doing it, I went, that's why you did it. That's why you fucking that's why you watched this bit over and over again. That's why you watch a special over and over again. That's why you had that radio show. That's why you did all these things because you fucking love it. Yeah, that's why it did. And I just I just want to see that passion in other people. Right. And the effort. And when you tell me that you, like and and sometimes I miss it and sometimes I have to like. Honestly, like fucking when you had Adrian Gabriel on, like I learned so much about that woman. Yeah. That made me go like, yeah, there is shit there that I didn't see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and well, she was talking about her early comedy stuff that she liked. And I was like, oh my God, that's kind of similar. Right. She brought up Eddie Murphy. I mean, I talked extensively about how Eddie Murphy and Andrew Dice Clay were the two comics that made me fall in love with comedy. Right. They're not my two favorite comics of all time. Right. But they're the two that made me fall in love with comedy. 
Right. And I just want to see that in other people. I just want to see that passion, that passion. fucking desire, yeah. that knowledge of the history, that watching. And it's not, well, it makes me feel good, so I go and do it. Yeah. You I know, know, I just. I know. I know. Yeah. And, and then there's a the volunteer people. at an old folks home. Like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like, I just. Yeah. <laughs> Be an Instagram influencer. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. I yeah. Just, you know, I, I, but would you say, because it's interesting how some people, um, it's interesting the different trajectories that comics can take because sometimes people are like, I just thought I'd try it and then I, and then I totally fell in love with it and then I, and that's, and, and then, that's and then, fine too. And then I there's no another. problem with someone who fucking is like, you know what, I'll honestly admit, I don't have a huge history of love with it, but then I started doing it and then I went back in time and I watched this and I exactly. watched this and I did this and did that. I'm like. It still happened. It didn't happen in the same yeah, way. It happened in a different way. Not all of us live the same life. I just don't yeah. think it's if you're someone who wants to do it consistently, wants to get better at it, wants to eventually start getting paid for it, how could you not do your like your research? I hate to yeah. say research, that's probably not the right term. Yeah. But learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Watch more specials. Mm-hmm. Open yourself up to other types of comedy. Yeah. Like because the more you do that, the more it's going to craft that skill, mm-hmm. and you will get better. Yeah. Hopefully, that's that's just how that's, I feel, right? Like, the, and the, and like you said, the the yeah. actual passion for comedy, not the passion for attention. I guess my problem is is I relate comedy way too much back to wrestling. Yeah, I've been a wrestling fan my entire life, and I've read a lot of like stuff about wrestling. I've listened to interviews with wrestlers, and one thing a wrestler hates is a guy that walks into the locker room. And they know that guy just wants the fame. Right. They, they don't want to put in the hard work. They don't want to pay the dues. And you know what that reminds me of? I'm going to call it out. I don't care. We're at the end of this long episode. If you're listening to this. You earned it. You earned it. I'm not going to co-sign If you're this. a fucking person who has done a couple mics and you put comedian on your you're, Instagram you're or your Tinder. Shit. You're a piece of shit. I don't. Stolen Valor, you're a piece of shit. Piece of sh- like, yeah. don't do that. No. That is First off, I'll add to this. If you aren't a touring headliner, (laughs) delete your fucking comedy account. I don't give a fuck about your comedy account. I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to like it. Unless you're a fucking touring headliner, there's no fucking reason why you should have a fucking Facebook page or a separate Instagram account. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're an open fucking micer. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. I, I got too mean there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is like truth bombs. Well, it is. Like, but, but that's humility. You got to have humility. You got to be humble. Oh, the humility be humble, is. You know? Yeah, and I mean that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about we do two forty five? You cut it there, and then still <laughs> absolutely. That, that's... I, I'm a bit. I'm a weird guy when it comes to numbers. I like to I see know an you even are. number. Yeah. I always hear you on Boys Club being like, okay, this is where we're at. We're going to go to here. I'm like, I like that because it makes it easier to cut it up. Well, I just, it's something in my brain. I just like seeing an even number. Yeah. Or an odd number, but a stop at a certain point. I do too, actually. I Um, like hitting like round numbers of episodes. Like when I hit 140, I was like, oh, I'm 10 away from 150. too much that's okay <laughs> scott mcclain was moving it all yeah. around last yeah. night it went uh, everywhere mm, here yeah I, yeah, yeah I, and, and again you know what i that whole rant i just did about don't listen to me keep no, your page no i wouldn't say that me. no Who gives a shit? that's your opinion you know, it's my opinion it does it's here's the late. thing 
I and I've said this like you've been around the scene a long time. You've been doing comedy a long time. You got to give yourself a little more credit. You know, you know some things. But I just you feel know like some I things. Come off own, as just a crotchety fucking angry. Own man. that you like. Own that you know it. Yeah. Own that you owe it. <laughs> own that you know it. That's a hard. And don't get me wrong. These are not things that I came up with. These are lessons I learned by watching, by being around, by being directly told. These are things I've learned. And I say don't have a this or don't do this or do this and don't do that. I ain't just pulling it out thin air. These are things I've learned and I'm trying to pass and on. And people would agree with you. Yeah. Other comics at your level would yeah. agree with you. Hopefully. Yeah. I think so. Oh. Like, but but this is this is the divide, right? There's a clear divide between when you're new versus when and to those new people. They're the new freshmen in high school who are scared to talk to the senior. Mm-hmm. They are. Like, like uh, from their perspective, they're terrified. Yeah. But I try to do my best to be as open as possible. Like, you want to have a conversation with me about, you know, right. where you're at. I want to be as open as possible. But you have to understand in that openness, there's going to be some, some things you truths. Do that you don't want to hear. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absol- that, yeah. That's what you would get if you were to have an employee review. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you work somewhere and you have a review. It's the same thing. Do you want to be uh, spoon-fed something or do you want a harsh... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the only way you get better is harsh reality. Spoon-feeding something, sugar-coating something is not a way to get better. Not a way it's to do it. It's not how you get better. And trust me, I if you th- if anyone hears me say this shit and they're like, oh, why is it going to say this shit? I've had sh- moments where it's been painful lessons to me. I've had those too. Yeah, but I've understood that I needed that lesson. It just hurt. Yeah. But some, but what's Buckley's tastes awful, but it works. But it works. Um, that episode uh, that I listened to today with the psychologist on Doc Shepard, they mm. loved him so much, and they were very complimentary to him. And he was like, "Okay, so we're gonna end the episode. You need to tell me one piece of critical feedback that's mm-hmm. not positive." And they're like, "We can't think of anything. We'll have to." put it in later and was that just shield because they don't want to well that was it and he was like you that's not fair you need to give me that you mm-hmm. it's not like you need to give me that one piece your wife has a better career <laughs> 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 i love the two of them why am i shitting on them no it was the guest so the guest was the one asking for feedback oh it was the guest yes yeah, so the psychologist oh, oh, was because okay. they were very much so like thank you so that much would for make coming more on. sense from a psychologist yeah. thing okay that, yeah yeah it totally yeah. makes more sense yeah. and then like they had to think of something that was a little more critical and negative to give mm, them okay. this is this is the thing though like i'm i'm like this with friends like i love talking about what's wrong with us i love talking mm-hmm. about that i think that that's a great thing to talk about not everyone wants to actually face that though and And you know what like i ultimately just want comics to be as good as they can be i want the shows to be as good as they can be i want the scene to be as good as it can be that's where all of this is coming from it all comes from a place of love is not doesn't come from a place of hate i say a lot i hate this comic and i hate this comic hate's just a word it's not a feeling to me it's just it's just a word of frustration i don't think there's Okay, there's one person that's kind of scene I hate, but I yeah. doubt, there's not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. think there's a lot of people that I just flat out fucking hate. Right. And even if your style of comedy when you're newer is not my style of comedy, I am able to go. 
that person is doing good. There's a specific Something comic. Something working there. There's yeah. a specific comic. I'm not going to mention my name, but I don't like their comedy. Doesn't mm-hmm. I don't like their style. Nothing they do makes me laugh. But I told one of their friends that I think they're doing great. Yeah. I think they're getting better. And I appreciate and can understand why the audience likes them. There you go. As n- Because... It has nothing to do with what I I would never listen to it as a, a special or an album or even a five to ten minute set. I would never listen to it. Right. It's not my thing. Right. But I can say, you know what? It's working. And yeah. it works for this. And I, I, I wouldn't have thought it wouldn't work, but I was wrong. And then that, in a way, is a really good compliment. Mm-hmm. Because that says, you proved me wrong a bit. Yeah. You proved me wrong to the point where I had to say, yeah. Like, I have... Right. Absolutely no problem being wrong. My problem is I want people to give me the opportunity to be wrong. Like I like you can't have an opinion anymore. You have an opinion about anything, and then all of a sudden people are like, "You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't." It's like prove me wrong. Just prove me wrong. I know. You prove me wrong. I'll tell you you were right. And I've said things sometimes where I'm like, I kind of feel like prefacing it by going, "Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Like you didn't like what I just said then." Mm But am I incorrect in yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my that's where I'm coming from, basically. I mean, that's oof. We're all just trying to yeah. make the world a better place. All right, we should wrap this up. We're almost. We should wrap this up. But why am I taking control of your podcast? But seriously, send us stuff for the SBCA. No, we're gonna do that. That's a great Pods idea. Pods for pause. Pods. The big cat supports the little cat. For pods. <laughs> oh my god! I want a big thing. I'm almost All happy right. this Christmas. They don't. They don't deserve us no, humans. Do, Andrew, thanks so much for coming Thank on. You for buddy. Me. This, this is a lot of fun. This went into. I don't know if you're going to post the whole thing or what you're going to do, but we'll figure out. What's this is epi- the second episode I've recorded recently that I don't know what I'm going to do with. You'll figure it out. You got three hours <laughs> of the content to fucking figure out. <laughs> Whether it's one big yeah, episode boy. or two, or maybe yeah. Maybe, yeah, it's probably going to be a two-parter. But I, that's great. I love this. This was great. Yeah, and I think that this is useful stuff that people yeah. if, can hear on their own terms and take it in. Yeah. Um, so thanks so much, buddy, for Thank coming Thank you on. for having me. And I'm, I'm going to steal gonna, some of your vodka. Oh, my God. Yes. Merry Christmas, too. Yeah, Happy New it. Year. Bah, <laughs> and, oh, you can 